Hey, Ross. How you doing? I am enjoying my time in the sun this morning. Oh, yeah. It's nice out. Are you ready to know everything? I'm ready to know everything. Okay, let's do it. going to talk to you about a drawing technique. Wonderful. You know, I used to draw a comic strip, but I never learned to draw very well. So I kind of got stopped in my progress. I'm looking forward to learning. Yeah, I think your comic strip consisted of stick people. Yes, it was noble, but it was perhaps simpler than a popular project could ever be. Hmm, fair enough. Today, I'm going to tell you about drawing in perspective. Ooh, I think I know what you mean. That's like 3D? Sort of. It's drawing accurately in a kind of way that is really how we see things. Right. Like if I look down a road, things farther away seem smaller, that kind of thing? Exactly. But if you give a five-year-old a piece of paper and have them draw like a row of potted plants, they're all going to be huge. And the stairs are going to look like they're going flat. And it might not just be a five-year-old that has that issue. It might be a 42-year-old in my case, too. (laughs) So how do I do it? Should I get pencil and paper? Yes. Okay, give me a second. Got him. Okay, so let's start out with some of the basics. I'm going to teach you how to draw a cube. Okay. Because... There are so many things that are square, right? Yeah, I guess even like a room, a house, a car has some rounded parts, but it's kind of like built up of little squares too. Computers, even people, you could say our arms, our legs, our heads, they're circular, but they're also sort of cubes stacked on top of each other. Yeah, and not very many of those things are just flat. So, do you want to learn how to draw a cube? Yes. First step is to draw a square in the middle of the paper. Okay. Square in the middle. Easy enough. Okay. Now draw another square behind the square from the last step. Okay. So I'll draw another square, I guess, above and to the right in my case. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Now connect both of the squares using diagonal straight lines. Mm, So the top left corner of one square, I'll draw a diagonal to the top left corner of the other. Bottom left corner to bottom left corner. Bottom right corner. Uh, 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 top. Uh, 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 it's a cube. There's like a giant, beautiful cube that just popped out of my paper. This is amazing. Now what? Okay, that's ready. You're ready. That's your cube. And you can make plenty of things out of that. You can color it in so you can't see the insides and make it part of a couch. You can make it part of a building. You can put furniture inside and make it a little peephole that people see out of. I could do stairs. It could be a room. It could be someone's head or even a piece of someone's head. I can make a whole Lego world out of these if I just draw them in slightly different lengths and widths from here. Exactly. That is where perspective comes in. 
Wow. I'm going to keep playing with this. I'm going to see if I can even do 3D bubble letters of my own name. Oh, yeah. The sky's not even the limit. Are you ready for today's poem? I sure am. Okay. It's called Like the Sun Down There by C.D. Wright. Early in the day, they were driving past the small vineyard. They were looking forward to walking in another town. They could find a wrought iron bench and a garden of splashy flowers. They might find a swimming hole. Just beyond the vineyard, they passed a dog, standing against the body of a dog. They passed a number of one-story houses, sprouting rebar from the rooftops. A man balancing bundles on his handlebars. Big plastic bags caught in organ cactuses. The town was twisted and steep. The streets cobbled in shops full of punched tin. They sat on a wall and watched children play in the dust. At the waterworks, women were washing mounds of colored clothing. A man walking his hog by the leg of Kemp knocked on a door in an exterior wall and was let in. They walked down some steps into a candlelight room. Low sniffs, the warmth, the voices of people eating together. The sound of plates slowly being stacked and a bird in the kitchen. The disconsolate strain of a traditional song. The full and weary ride home. Just before the vineyard, the lights of the car picked out the standing dog. The body of the other one. Hmm. What amazing images in that poem. She's such a good describer of a scene. Yes, they're... They're so specific, right down to the man walking the hog with the ribbon you got from the store. Do you want to read it? I'd love to. Like the Sun Down There by C.D. Wright. Early in the day, they were driving past the small vineyard. They were looking forward to walking around in another town. They could find a wrought iron bench in a garden of splashy flowers. They might find a swimming hole. Just beyond the vineyard, they passed a dog standing against the body of a dog. They passed a number of one-story houses sprouting rebar from the rooftops. A man balancing bundles on his handlebars. Plastic bags caught in organ cactus. The town was twisted and steep. The streets cobbled and shops full of punched tin. They sat on a wall and watched children play in the dust. At the waterworks, women were washing mounds of colored clothing. A man walking his hog by a length of hemp knocked on a door in an exterior wall and was let in. They walked down some steps into a candlelit room. The closeness, the warmth, the voices of people eating together. The sound of plates slowly being stacked and a bird in the kitchen. The disconsolate strain of a traditional song. The full and weary ride home. Just before the vineyard, the lights of the car 
picked out the standing dog, the body of the other one. Wow. That's such a cool poem. It's, it's amazing like, how all those little fine details come together like spices on a shelf and make a delicious home-cooked meal. Hmm. What a great way to put it. Yeah, I feel like she's sending us a dozen postcards where it's like a whole short story in just a couple sentences. And I love the idea that you're going past a place looking forward to walking around another place, but the image that ends up staying in your head, the thing that's secretly the most beautiful, even though it's the most simple, could just be two dogs standing side by side. Or a little darker, it might be a dog standing against the body of a dog. I don't know if the other dog's even alive, to be honest. And that simple image can stick in your brain and be the most memorable of all. Yes, it sure can. Maybe mom will let me buy a hog. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I have a question about dandelions. So I see dandelions everywhere, especially in our lawn. And they are yellow petaled flowers or weeds of some people consider them. And then there are also these amazing gray silver orbs that have these sort of parachute parts that when the wind blows or when you blow them, scatter their seeds all across the yard or all across the city. Yeah, dead dandelions. They're amazing. So I guess what I want to know is I see the yellow dandelions and I see the orb dandelions that you're calling dead, but I'm not sure if they're actually dead. Fair enough. And I want to know what happens in between. Are those orbs made up of the yellow petals or do the petals fall off and then the orb parts grow? How does it go from the kind of flat petal disc to the big gray circle? Are those different pieces or is one piece kind of evolve into the other the way a seed might grow into a bud that might grow into a whole apple you can eat? Wow. I'm going to look that up, find the answer, bring it back to you to share. Thank you. Okay, I'm I've got the answer to your question. Dandelions don't pollinate like regular flowers do. But instead, when they're mature, they turn into those silver orbs that you know. As you might have noticed, those silver orbs are really a bunch of seeds. There can be up to 200. And then, when someone brushes against it, or there's a breeze, Then the seeds spread, and the dandelion starts all over. Wow. So the yellow flower becomes the silver orb, or the yellow petals fall off, and then the orb forms? Well, it's actually a really interesting thing. What happens is that all the yellow petals shrivel into a little ball. Then a little silver thing starts to rise 
out of the dandelion and unfolds into the silver orb. Then, the little shriveled ball on top pops off, and it's complete. Okay, so the orb itself is not made up of the petals. It forms after the petals, kind of like a butterfly forming after a caterpillar? Yes, and there are some amazing videos of a dandelion unfolding on YouTube. I'll check them out. Thanks so much. You too. You Must Know Everything was produced by me, Rossa Smith, and him, Jeremy Smith. And the amazing music was by Furniture. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen. And hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show. And please tune in next time for everything you need to know.